Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Download Required, the official podcast of the Cant Repository. I'm Cliff Hickman. I'm coming to you solo today. Uh, We tried to have Joe Scott back this week, but uh, with the holiday, it just made getting our schedules to sync up very difficult. He will be back next week. Uh, Don't worry, though. I've got a full show, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, We can start off with Batman issue 50, the wedding issue. Now, if you haven't somehow, if you've somehow avoided the spoilers that are out there, this would be a good place to... uh, Turn this off and come back after you've read it. If you, if like most people, if you saw the New York Times article, then you're, that's not going to hurt anything. You already know what's going on, so continue. But after a year of build-up, uh, after the prelude to the wedding miniseries, after all these tie-ins, DC Comics decides to give the New York Times issue 50... Like three days before release, they had this up on their website Sunday night and reviewed it and basically revealed that Catwoman and Batman do not get married, as I kind of suspected was going to happen. It happens in kind of a lame way also. It isn't because Catwoman tried to kill the Joker, which I which I said I thought would be the breaking point, and she actually did. Somehow the Joker healed his throat. He got his throat slit and... Now he's basically Wolverine or something. I must have missed that issue where he gained magical healing powers or whatever, but maybe it's just a Tom King thing where nobody acts like themselves. But uh, Joker was able to heal his throat and get out of there pretty much unscathed, so I guess nothing really happened in that situation. But anyway, we move on to Batman 50, where Catwoman basically leaves a note and ditches Batman at the altar. That's it. That's the year of build-up, the prelude to the wedding miniseries. That's what it all led up to. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Writer Tom King was tweeted he was very upset DC decided to leak this. Uh, The reaction, I guess... I guess King was saying you really have to read it, and, and that may be true, to get all the, the nuanced aspects uh, of why things happen the way they do and what it all means. But on the surface, it, it doesn't sound good, and the reaction has not been good since the New York Times article has come out. A lot of, a lot of people have canceled their orders for the books. A lot of fans that aren't into comics and were... You know, planning on going into shops and grabbing a copy, have decided not to do so. It's kind of backfired in a major way. All the suspense was out of the out of the air. You know, they let the air out of the balloon three days early, and no one really forced them to do it. Just a total unforced error. Not sure what DC Comics was thinking, and they've tried to explain it. None of their explanations make a lot of sense why they spoiled the issue. It seems to be a a bad creative move. A, gra- a bad creative move. It's uh, definitely been a bad business move because now it's like people, well, we know what happens. Why am I going to go waste time uh, reading the issue? And again, it just preserves the, the status quo in the, in the comic industry. It's really weird. You know, the... The comic book wedding thing is really weird. It's like they never happen, or they never happen in the way they they think they are. It would almost be a bigger surprise if someone plans one of these uh, comic book weddings and they actually happen. I mean, they'll do all sorts of things to their characters, right? They'll do everything but marry them off because they said that, that makes them seem old or something, or at least that's been the thinking. That's why they broke uh, Spider-Man and uh, Mary Jane up via Deal with the Devil a few years ago. They thought it aged the character and and made him look old and 
I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like uh, it's like they're chasing this perpetual young audience of people that have never read a comic before <laughs> that doesn't exist. That's the best way to put it. It seems like we're in this weird spot in the comic industry where where these publishers are chasing the audience they wish they had instead of maintaining the one they have. Which, if you look at the sales numbers, we've gone over some of these over the last couple months. It's not good. It's not good out there. I mean, you got a hard enough time selling comics to people that are interested in comics, uh, let alone trying to bring in new people, which that's another battle entirely. But, I mean, it's like you're you're losing guys that want to buy comics right now, and you're not bringing new people in because they take a look at this, and they're like, oh... So let me get this straight, uh, sir. You collect comics. You want to get me into this hobby. You bought a year of issues building up to an event. You bought five issues of a tie-in. And it all led up to an event that didn't happen? Yeah? And that's what you want to get me into? Uh, No, thank you, sir. I'll go back to whatever. Playing video games. uh, Playing, you know, Warhammer board games. Whatever. I got better things to do than spend money on things to build up the things that don't happen so it's kind of an interesting spot I, I don't understand it there there definitely is a fear of marrying these characters off although tom king says that this isn't over if you haven't had enough he said the batman catwoman love thing goes on for another 50 issues he has a hundred issue story this is issue 50 i suppose i will be around i guess i can't is I dropped off after the the Marvel wedding fiasco, which was a blatant ripoff. The X Men wedding between Kitty Pride and Colossus started like a month after the uh, a couple months after the uh, Batwoman Cat uh, Batman Catwoman wedding, and and seemed just like a uh, a blatant ripoff, basically of that story. And then it didn't happen, and now you have this, and it doesn't happen. And it's like. It gets kind of irritating. Marvel, I just kind of dropped all their books. It's like if I drop all DC's books, I'm basically not buying books anymore, which I'm not going to do. I'll tough it out. Uh, Hope the next 50 issues get better. I don't know. I don't know. We're in a weird spot where it's like I really don't care about the main Batman book now. It's like once you subvert expectations to that degree, it's like, you know... I don't so much care anymore. I'll buy the book. I'll read it. I just won't be terribly excited when it when it lands. I probably won't talk about it a whole lot because it's like, what is there to talk about? I can try to uh, tell you why you should read something to build up to something that won't happen. So that's that's where we're at with that. It's uh, we also have Catwoman number one. If you don't get enough of uh, Catwoman ditching Batman at the altar. Uh, she goes off on her own adventure. Uh, that starts that started uh, yesterday in some shops. Carnation City Comics, where I get all my books. Uh, Joe was not open yesterday, open today, so I'll be picking that up a little later. Apparently takes place uh, right after uh, Batman 50 and sends Catwoman on her own adventure. So if you are looking for the further adventures of Single Catwoman, uh, you can get that as well today. Joel Jones, who did some art on Batman a couple months ago, is writing and drawing the book. Her art is uh, uh, really good. So, I guess that would be the draw. The art is the is the draw on the uh, Catwoman book. That's not the only uh, big DC news we had this week. Uh, Justice League Odyssey has been delayed. For a really weird reason. The artist, I can't, you know, I I really uh, I really hesitate to uh, say his name only because I'm worried about uh, mispronouncing it. It's Steven Sedgick. He's been on Aquaman. He does the, the computer art, has, has done a lot of stuff for DC covers and, and so on over the last uh, month or so has announced that uh, Justice League Odyssey has been delayed for at least two months. And the reason is, the first two issues <laughs> had to be 
completely scrapped. Now, he didn't get too much into what happened. All they said was there was a character there that they decided they did not want in the book anymore. So they scrapped two issues of finished art, and he has to completely redraw the first two issues. And that was the explanation that he gave, and that's where we're at. So we're the, the Justice League uh, relaunch also getting off to an inauspicious start over at DC. Uh, it's been, like I said, a bad week. You usually don't hear guys come out and say, yeah, because of an editorial oversight, we, we had to scrap uh, two finished issues of a new series that was supposed to launch in like a week. So, if you were looking forward to Justice League Odyssey, which was, you know, with Darkseid on the team and a bunch of really interesting things, the outer space travel, all that stuff, uh, you're going to have to wait until it looks like uh, at least uh, possibly September to get that. So, it's, uh, that was a blow. That was a blow, because I, the Justice League stuff has been really good, and that hurts. <laughs> and to see it, it's like, you know, Marvel, I always crack on their editorial. It's like, what's going on at DC where now you got this book leaking early, uh, that you, you leaked early, no one gave it to the New York Times under the cover of darkness. DC just handed it to them and said, hey, review this, get the word out early. And then you have, oh yeah, that book you were all excited for, um... We put a character in there that we didn't mean to, and we had to scrap two issues worth of work, and the artist has to completely redraw those issues, and we'll see you in like three months. So, that's, so if you're looking for Justice League Odyssey this month, uh, don't, don't bother, it will be coming out at a much later date. And that's pretty much the two big uh, DC flubs of the week. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some other ones out there from other companies, but those are the ones that, that really stood out, unfortunately. DC's been really great since uh, Rebirth a few years ago, but this has been, I'd say, the worst week they've had in two or three years. Those are two pretty, two pretty devastating uh stories that have uh, come out about them and the creative process over there. Hopefully they can get the ship righted because they basically have the industry on their back right now. Marvel is not carrying its load. It's dropping the ball all over the place. They can't even pick up the ball. It's like a, it's like a buttered football over there. No one knows what's going on. So, I mean, to get people into the shops, it has to be you, and you kind of failed that objective this week. It's It stinks that that much pressure is on DC, but it is. It's the only thing uh, drawn a lot, especially Carnation City Comics, from what uh, uh, Joe has told me. It's like, those are the books that are, that are drawing people in right now. So, man, when you have mistakes like that, it, it really hurts. So, hopefully they can uh, right the ship quickly, uh, get this thing on track, and, and get people uh, back in the doors. Like I said, it's... We're in this really weird spot where they're chasing this mythical audience that has never read comic books, that is just hungering for them. I don't think it exists. I think it's a weird thing to pander to. I think you have to double down and try to get the people that have bought books before. You, you'd have better, you'd have better luck trying to bring in lapsed readers than new readers, if that makes any sense. But uh, that's the strategy is the strategy. Uh, what do I know? We'll go through the rest of the top DC books of the week. Uh, obviously, Batwoman. Uh, I've done it again. Batman and Catwoman. Those are the uh, two big ones. Uh, we have Deathstroke versus Batman. Uh, Christopher Priest Deathstroke is, is one of the best books on stands right now, in my opinion. I love that book. It's, uh, if you like to, to root for the bad guy, that's, that's probably the monthly book you should be getting. Deathstroke is above doing, is not above doing a lot of things to his own family, to his, to his friends, to his ex-wife. He does despicable things pretty much month in and month out, and you stay around just to see 
how low he will actually sink. And the answer is pretty low. <laughs> pretty low. And uh, some of his plots are, are pretty ingenious, and it's interesting to follow that. Priest is a great writer. I, I enjoy all his stuff. He had the legendary run on uh, Black Panther for the Marvel Knights all those years ago, the Dora Milaje, all those things you saw in the movie. A lot of those were uh, taken from his run. So, I mean, this is a guy that's just a terrific writer, and Deathstroke is, is a terrific terrific book and totally worth uh, picking up. We've got a new issue of Green Arrow this week. Uh, been a pretty good story. Uh, he's been charged with transporting the parasite, a Superman villain, from prison to prison. They chose him because he has no powers. The parasite, of course, uh, is able to absorb the powers from metahumans. So they figured, nah, we'll have Green Arrow do it. Since he has no powers, things went wrong in the prison. Uh, Parasite busted out and fed off the other supervillains in the prison and got into the sewers last issue. So this will be Green Arrow trying to chase down a super-powered Parasite, which that seems like a, uh, a lot of fun. How about this? Uh, we have the Green Lanterns, issue 50, coming out. And uh, we have Dan Jurgens hopping over from Action Comics to Green Lanterns. Uh, Dan Jurgens has been one of the best writers DC has had over the last couple years, in my opinion. I really enjoyed his most recent run on Action Comics. When you think of Dan Jurgens, you think of the 90s, you think Death of Superman, uh, Reign of the Superman, Return of Superman... Uh, electric Superman, all that weird stuff he did then, but uh, he's come back into the into the fold and done just a killer job telling great stories, and it's going to be the only Green Lantern book on the shelf here in a couple months. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps is wrapping up, so this is the place you want to be. I think issue 50 is a great jumping on point. Uh, Dan Jurgens taking this over has a great knack for telling layered stories with long-term implications. If you stay on the book, there is a payoff. He doesn't just mention things and not follow it up. Really great writer. Does a tremendous job. Uh, Green Lantern's 50. Really excited to pick that up. Also, Harley Quinn 45, Sam Humphreys. Uh, Sam Humphreys, who was on uh, Green Lanterns and Nightwing, jumps on to Harley Quinn. And I, I did enjoy both of his previous stops. He got me into the Green Lanterns. I was kind of like these two Earth Green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. It's like, who are these guys? Why should I care? Well, Sam Humphreys made me care there. And I, I did enjoy his uh, little run on Nightwing. He's over on Harley Quinn now. This book continues to, uh, I guess it's going to continue on. After Connor and Palmiotti left, there was rumors they were just going to cancel it after a few months. That doesn't seem to be true. Sam Humphreys is moving over to continue it. So I think that makes it worth picking up. I really do. It's a, it's a really solid book. And then you get into Justice League number three. We said you won't have Justice League Odyssey. Well, the good news is you will have the main Justice League series written by Scott Snyder. Uh, it's been fun so far. Everything you'd expect from uh, Scott Snyder's story. Big ideas, bombastic, uh, a lot of humor, a lot of cool things going on. You're finally getting the Legion of Doom in comic books. Lex Luthor is reverting back to being a villain and teaming up with the Joker and all those guys. So if you're looking for, you know, a, a traditional superhero throwdown between superheroes and supervillains, that's the place to be over the next few months, uh, Justice League. So the latest issue out yesterday or today, depending on the hours of your shop. Uh, I highly recommend that series. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you can pick that up. The Man of Steel series by Brian Michael Bendis, the weekly Superman series, uh, that concludes 
Final issue, issue six, out today. Then we relaunch Action Comics and the Superman main series. It's been a little slow moving. I'm about halfway through it. I'm a few weeks behind between work schedules and some medical things and some other things going on. Haven't had a chance to read all of it. It is a bit of a slow burn, which is why I think they they made the call to release it uh, weekly. But... uh, it's definitely setting some things up, Bendis again, known for his long-term stories, especially on things like Daredevil. This doesn't seem like he's jumping on something to jump off of it right away. Uh, so if you want to be in on the ground floor, the, the Man of Steel series is a great place to start. And this is probably going to set up both the, the uh, new ongoing series. Then we have Nightwing. Ben Percy has jumped into Nightwing. Uh, He did a a tremendous run on Green Arrow. Green Arrow was kind of a broken character coming into into Rebirth, and he really brought him back to, to square one, to the traditional, what you would think of when you think of Green Arrow. He really got that character back on track. He's over on Nightwing, which is going to be upping to, I guess, bi-monthly coming up. It's going to ship twice a month. Uh, and he has a he has a strong... I mean, he told a really, like, a 50-issue story in Green Arrow. wasn't bored. I mean, it paid off in a big way, added a ton of stuff. I think he's going to do kind of the same thing for Nightwing. He's already uh, playing with some things there that are, that are really interesting. So I would highly recommend uh, uh, starting out on uh, Nightwing. I think, I think if you stick with that long term, you're going to be really happy with the results. And then we have one of the uh, metal tie-ins, The Unexpected, Volume 2, Number 2, by Steve Orlando, with art by Carrie Nord. Really enjoyed the uh, first issue. I think all these metal books that have come out of it, things like Damage, things like The Silencer... I talk about the silencer every week, but I love the book. I think it's tremendous. Uh, The Unexpected, Challengers of the Unknown. All that stuff's been really good. There's a couple that aren't as strong. Uh, Speaking of that, there is... uh, The Curse of Brimstone's been okay. It's not been my uh, favorite one. It's been interesting. The art by Philip Tan is just uh, drop-dead gorgeous. The the writing, eh, it's kind of okay. It's been okay, but I, I would I would get Curse of Brimstone just for the art. I mean, it's it's really beautiful to look at. I think Sideways has been kind of the weakest one of the bunch. Uh, the last issue I read on that was not great. They had moved on from uh, Dan Didio writing and Kenneth Rocafort drawing. Those two did a good job with it. That I didn't so much mind. The last issue... Uh, he had a it had a fill in. I hope uh, Didio and uh, Rocafort come back because if it's like the the fill in is an indication of what's to come, boy, that could that could be pretty rough. But by and large, you're pretty much safe with the uh, with the metal tie in books. I think, uh, especially like I said, the unexpected silencers, uh, challengers of the unknown. All that stuff, really good. Uh, Mortal Men, taking it some time to get going, but I'm really into that one now. After about three issues, I'm, you know, you're kind of at a spot where it's finally starting to, to sink in what's going on, and that's pretty interesting as well. So, there's a lot of good stuff. They're taking chances. They're building new characters. That's the good side of DC right now. Uh, they're they're trying some things, and they're not doing it with established characters generally. They're trying to build new characters, and, and they're really fun. Those books are fun, and they've kept them at uh, they've kept them at two ninety nine, which has been nice. And I guess that's going to be the plan going forward. So a little bit of a discount to try out the new characters as well. So. Plenty of incentive to do so. So by and large, DC, even if you're not into the Batman 50, you're jumping off that. Still a lot of stuff you can get into. I mean, I I really think uh, Justice League is, is really strong. Like I said, Man of Steel, I'm sure that issue 6 is 
going to set up quite a quite a few things for both the new series. Um, Sam Humphreys on Harley Quinn again. Dan Jurgens on Green Lantern. A lot of stuff to be excited about. And we will move over to Marvel Comics this week, which has quite a few things uh, coming out. We've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, number three. Uh, that's by Mark Wade Javier Garone. His art is incredible. Uh, I've really been impressed with his art. If you're buying that, you're probably buying it for the art. These Marvel books are, the stories are so-so. Uh, you've got Astonishing X-Men, uh, Charles Soule starting to, to wrap up his run. Actually, I don't think he's on that anymore. I think we've got a totally new writer. I think this is a, a misprint on the uh, site I'm looking at. I think 13 is the start of something totally different. Uh, Havoc, this is, this is the weird thing. Havoc's leading the team. And most of the other books, especially X-Men Blue in the past few months, uh, Havoc has been a villain. He's been a villain since Axis, since his personality got turned on its head. He's been a supervillain. Now he's leading the X-Men less than a month after he tried to kill the X-Men. I, I don't know who's editing these over there. Maybe they'll explain how it happens in the first issue. Probably not. But there you are. Uh, Avengers, probably one of the stronger books uh, since the Marvel relaunch a couple months ago by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Uh, yeah, that's out today, issue number four. If you're into Marvel stuff, Avengers may be your best bet. At least you have a recognizable Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange. You are straddled with uh, some of the newer characters that are kind of eh. Uh... Like, Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider, I don't mind. I wish he had a motorcycle. The The car thing drives me nuts. I think it drives a lot of people nuts. Uh, but he's on the team. She-Hulk, who I've just never been into the, the versions of characters that aren't the character. It's like, if you're going to use the Hulk, use the Hulk. Why are we using Red Hulk? Why are we using Blue Hulk? Why are we using She-Hulk? Why are we... Using all these rip-offs. It's just, if you want to bring new readers in, if that's your goal, I mean, I've told people a She-Hulk existed, and they don't believe me. I actually have to show them that, and they're just confused at the whole idea of it. I think it does, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've had that conversation with people, and I've seen the look on their faces when you tell them there is a She-Hulk, and I don't know. It is what it is. It, I mean, that's... I mean, to me, if you're going to use a Hulk, use a Hulk. Use the Hulk. I just don't know why we're messing around here. But that's neither here nor there. Captain America, number one. Another relaunch. Ta-Nehisi Coates over from Black Panther to take this up. And it follows up on Secret Empire. Because that's the story we really want more of. We want more of... Secret Empire and the damage it did to Captain America, because, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you love Secret Empire, there's there's more of it. <clears throat> there's more of it. I don't know what else to say. Cosmic Ghost Rider by Donny Cates, probably the best Marvel book of the week. Uh, if you haven't been following that, it's a version of Frank Castle, that is a ghost rider and is certifiably even more crazy than he was when he was the Punisher. Uh, I've seen him a couple times pop up in the Thanos Annual. Really enjoyed reading him. It comes out of the Thanos series. Uh, I would almost stamp that as the Marvel Book of the Week, honestly. It's probably going to be one of the better things they're publishing. Uh, Scotty Young continues his uh, Deadpool run. Uh, Death of the Inhumans starts today. Uh, obviously, it's like Marvel, now that they've purchased Fox, has the rights back to X-Men. So it's like all this work they've done trying to make the Inhumans a thing, from the comics to the TV shows, which is all flopped. Apparently, they finally got the message on that and are just they are giving it up. <laughs> Donny Cates is on board to write that. He's probably one of their best writers right now. No. Uh, Probably your best bet. Doctor Strange by Mark Wade is out today. 
I really haven't read that. Like I said, I'm jumping off all these books in like a month. I'm probably not going to start at this point. It's, uh, you know, Mark Wade tells solid stories, so I'm sure it's not bad. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Weapon Lost, Issue 3. Um, issue 1 was one of the worst comics of the year. Nothing happened. It was one of the most boring things I've, I've ever read. Um, not looking forward to... Uh, I'm not. I'm not sad. I'm dropping that book. To be honest, I just. I looked at issue two and just threw it in the box without reading it. I just. I don't care. Yeah, you know. Like I said, if you are following that hunt for Wolverine stuff, it ends in August with the series called Dead Ends. So yeah, you're going to learn a lot. They're already telling you you're going to learn nothing, you sucker, and you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Uh, the Immortal Hulk issue two. That one sold really well. I know Joe sold out of this very quickly. The first issue uh, over at Carnation City Comics. Um, it's uh, it's a horror title. I haven't read it again. Probably won't start at this point. All I can say is, as far as the Marvel relaunch books, it's gotten one of the strongest reactions. People are into Banner being back as the Hulk. And go figure, you give the audience what they want, and they're willing to come in and spend money on it. Go figure, right? Uh, other than that, we've got an issue of Spider-Man and Deadpool. I don't know why this series still exists after Joe Kelly left. I mean, he had strong ties to both characters, made sense for him to write it. I just I don't see the need for it to exist now. There's, some, there's a Star Wars issue 50 is out today that's... Supposed to be getting into the uh, Empire Strikes Back territory, if you're into that. I just, uh, you know, not into that really. I uh, don't so much care. Um, got some of the True Believers dollar issues. The Wedding of Reed and Sue. How about that? Marvel does have a wedding issue that, that came out, and, and the wedding actually happened. It went well, <clears throat> and has survived uh, 40 years of Marvel editorial. So, go figure. Uh, so, if you want a wedding that did happen, one dollar. Go go buy and read The Wedding of Reed and Sue, The Fantastic Four, uh, True Believers issue, one dollar. There it is. That's probably your best bet if you want to see a wedding uh, come off successfully and not get retconned or hijacked or whatever. Got an issue of uh, Weapon X. Some of the X-Men books are out today. Uh, Weapon X has been, it's been okay, it's been fair. That's one book I probably would have kept reading, reading if I was reading. Yeah. Reading if I did stay on the uh, books, but I'm not, so probably we'll skip that. X-Men Gold, if you want to see the fallout from the failed uh, Kitty Pride Colossus winning and her ditching him at the altar, uh, you can get more of that. You can just eat that up by the spoonful if you want. You can just take it in and go, mm, this, this tastes really bad, but I hate myself, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to assess it, realize it tastes bad, and then I'm going to keep shoveling it in. So that's uh, that's out today. I, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, so, I'm so over that right now. And we're going to get into some of the other books. It's a busy week, folks. we got Dark Horse with a lot of good stuff today. Uh, Halo Collateral Damage, if you're into the Halo brand. This has been a Master Chief and Blue Team story. Read the first issue. Uh, really liked it, if you like the Halo video games. Uh, we don't know when we're getting Halo Infinite, so if you're looking for your Master Chief fix, uh, Collateral Damage may be the only place to get it for the next couple years. I don't know if that's even going to make an Xbox One release, so... That may be like a Scarlet thing in a couple years. I don't know. They're talking like that's a long-term thing. So uh, if you're looking for that Master Chief fix, collateral damage, that's the place to be. Incognito Renaissance. What a great book that's been. I've read that. Um, it's a Harlem murder mystery uh, set in the 30s, 40s era. And you have a really pale-skinned African-American man going undercover as a white man in Harlem to uncover the secrets of a murder. Been a lot of really great twists. 
been a really fun book. It's uh, by Matt Johnson. Uh, there was a volume before this. I guess you can uh, get the trade paperback, but Renaissance has been great. I've I've really enjoyed that book. Been a lot of fun to read. If you're looking for something completely different, uh, that's a good place to start. I, I highly recommend that title. Then we move on to Dynamite. We have Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna. That's one of the few Dynamite books I won't be getting. I just I, I'm not into that. But if you are uh, into Elvira, there it is, coming back, issue one. We have Jeepers Creepers number three. Uh, that's been a good book. I've enjoyed that. Never really saw the movies, but I've enjoyed the book. Mark Andrakeo has had a great year, the writer. Uh, I think he's been tremendous. He did the adventures of Nick Wilson over at Image. He's going to be hopping on Supergirl. Um, I think that's. I think he's really solid, and I've liked Jeepers Creepers uh, a lot. It's been a good book. Project Superpowers, Volume 3, Issue 0, 10 cents. Can't beat that. If you're not familiar with uh, Project Superpowers, it was started about a decade ago. Alex Ross was at the helm of it. They basically took a bunch of superheroes that had entered the public domain. No one had renewed the copyrights on them. You know, they were really old heroes no one had seen in a long time. They basically uh, took those characters, put them all together in a book, and then called it Project Superpowers, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I did I did do the original miniseries. There were some delays with it. took it a long time to come out, but it was a lot of fun. And Rob Williams from DC Suicide Squad, I, I like his team, you know, obviously does a good job on team books. I love Suicide Squad. So, uh, you know, Project Superpowers, Issue Zero, Ten Cents. That, that may be my pick of the week. I mean, Ten Cents. Come on. Just, that's, I mean, that's, that's tremendous. That's a, that's a great book. I would uh, highly recommend uh, uh, picking that one up. It's interesting. If you've never seen these characters before, they were actual characters in, like, the early 20s and 30s that the copyright expired on. Picked them up, put them together. It's really cool. I love the concept. I'm glad it's coming back, and I'm glad Rob Williams is is doing another book for somebody. That's that's good news. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm gonna I'm gonna not only grab the ten cent issue, I'm grabbing the issue number one next month, and I'm gonna continue on with it. If you are curious about the past history of the book, uh, they did do a soft cover that's got like the first two twelve issue miniseries. So if you want to follow all that stuff, you can. If you really want to catch up, I'd, I'd imagine you don't need to. This is going to be a totally different creative team. So uh, totally worth checking out. I'm excited to see that concept back. We've got uh, Pumpkinhead, number five. Uh, an obscure horror movie. This has been a lot of fun. If you're looking for a Monster Mash uh, by Cullen Bunn, uh, Pumpkinhead has been, has been fun. It's been it's been bloody, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you've got all these creatures that are the embodiments of sin being conjured up and fighting each other, and it's been everything you'd expect, especially humans getting caught in the crosshairs and all the carnage that ensues. So, you know, Pumpkinhead, really great book, really great book. We've got uh, Red Sonia and Tarzan number three. Read the first issue. It came off uh, pretty well. There's, of course, some time travel going on. Gail Simone has been writing a lot of these uh, characters meeting each other. She did Wonder Woman and Conan earlier this year, last year. Kind of bled into this year. But, uh, again, doing a crossover time travel book with Red Sonia and Tarzan. She knows the drill. At this point, so there you are. And then IDW Publishing, we've got a couple things. We've got Ghostbusters crossing over number four. Every version of the Ghostbusters ever meeting each other, teaming up to bust ghosts, 
If that sounds intriguing, cartoon versions, video game versions, movie versions, everyone. That's the book for you. Just thing if you love Ghostbusters crossing over is the place to be because you're going to get every version of everything you've ever loved. <laughs> That's basically the best way to put it. We have Judge Dread Under Siege number 2. I read the first issue, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've always liked the Judge Dredd concept. Uh, really love the movie they did a couple years ago, uh, where he was in the where he was in the apartment complex uh, under siege. Uh, really fun, really fun movie. And um, this has been, if you like that movie, uh, this has been more in keeping with that than the Stallone stuff. So Under Siege uh, kind of. Kinda has the feel of that movie. I I love the uh, the first issue. It's it's kind of the same concept. Stuck in a stuck in a cell block tower that's been lost, teaming up with human rebels to to fight uh, some invaders from outside the city. I don't know. I just love the concept. I think it's really cool. And Dread's world is so dark, so gritty. It's it's a lot of fun, man. I, I hope they do some more of that. I think that's only like a four-issue miniseries. So, uh, hopefully hopefully we'll see something else, because I've enjoyed that a lot. Got some big Transformers books this week over at IDW. The Bumblebee movie prequel. Uh, if you're into that, that comes out this winter. Uh, of course, you got uh, John Cena starring in that, one of his first uh, big roles. Uh, it's one of the first trans. It is one of the first. It is the first Transformers spinoff movie. Uh, they're talking that this does well. Perhaps Optimus Prime next, which I'd be in line for that. That'd be fun. We've got Transformers Lost Light. I kind of hopped off that book uh, a long time ago, but I think the Transformers books like Lost Light and Optimus Prime are going to be coming to a close because I believe next week Unicron. The big universe-ending threat arrives, and that is the end. I think they're going to kind of wrap up all the stories they've been doing for a long time over at uh, IDW with this Unicron series. So enjoy the Transformers books uh, while you can. I'm not sure what's going to happen after this Unicron series comes and goes. Uh, some big stuff over at Image. We got Death or Glory, number three, by Rick Remender. Issue two was, I liked issue one. Issue two, not so much. Still trying to feel that one out. Going to give it a couple couple more months before I really pass any sort of judgment on it. It's kind of, first issue, very action-packed. Second one, very slow. <laughs> very slow and, and very heavy political undertones, so... We'll see what 3 brings us. I think that could be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we've got Grave Diggers. That's been a fun series. Issue number 8. The lot of... Uh, it's a hard book to explain. You have a group of paranormal investigators and monster killers that are called the Grave Diggers Union. And they come together to hunt down uh, supernatural threats to the world. And uh, you, and it's it's had a strong family dynamic to it though, uh, through the first seven issues and a lot of twists and turns and a lot of lore set up. It's there's a lot in every issue, a lot, and it's uh, it's really cool though. It's a good concept. It reminds me of the early Hellboy stuff, even the art, even the art screams like early Mignola. If you like the Mignola verse. Grave Diggers is an easy recommend for me. I, it's a book I'm really into. Like I said, it's really hard to explain it, and it's hard to explain plot points just because there's there's so much going on. But uh, if you like the supernatural books, uh, Grave Diggers is, is really fun. Uh, the Last Siege, uh, number two. I read the first issue, really liked it. If you like the Clint Eastwood uh, Man With No Name westerns, Last Siege is a great book to pick up. It's uh, very much in keeping with that. You have a kind of a samurai warrior uh, taking over a town, uh, keeping it under his care, 
doesn't no one really knows much about them only that anyone that messes with them tends to lose appendages their life uh, a whole bunch of stuff very bloody uh, very reminiscent of those Clint Eastwood man with no name characters and I, I'm digging it I thought it was a lot of fun uh, I, there is some adult language in that one the last siege so be wary of that if you're uh, trying to pick that up so uh you know, if you're, I wouldn't recommend that for younger readers. So, if you're if you're of age, Last Siege, that's a, that's been fun. Medieval Spawn and Witchblade number three. I've enjoyed that series uh, quite a bit. It's you know, it, it it's kind of a a past continuity. Spawn and Witchblade aren't the Spawn and Witchblade you remember. The first two issues basically set up who both of them were. And now you're going to see him slaying monsters. I really like the art by Brian Haverlin. Been really dark, gritty, realistic. Uh, it's been fun, man. If you're just looking to see demons get slaughtered by other supernatural demons, Medieval Spawn Witchblade is, has been a fun series. It's a throwback in so many ways. Uh, not a lot of politics, not a lot of uh, stuff that's going to make you cringe or whatever. It's just, it's, it's very simple in setup and execution, and I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, we got a new issue of The uh, Walking Dead out today, issue 181. Uh, the the story with the, the government that uh, the band of survivors has encountered continues. Uh, it's kind of been an inch. They the the survivors stumble on a society that's walled off that kind of resembles our society a little bit. Uh, people have positions. There are cl- social classes. Lawyers get better houses to live in than normal people. Uh, it's it's interesting and uh, yeah. So if you're into The Walking Dead, there's some stuff to sink your teeth into. There's some stuff to sink your teeth into. It's been a little bit of a slow burn, but that tends to build up into a big payoff, and it seems like there's some there's some things under the surface that are starting to bubble. And Spawn uh, 287, the main Spawn series, is, is back out, and uh, that's what you'd expect. It's what you'd expect. It's a throwback book. It's nice to go back to the 90s when not everything was so complex sometimes and just see a big monster dismembering guys and threatening them with really good art. So, there you are. That's the appeal with Spawn. A demon threatens people and then dismembers them eventually. So, that's where we are. As far as independent books, kind kind of a light week. Kind of a late week. There's not a whole lot of other stuff out here. I'm kind of surfing through to see if there's uh, anything uh, worth talking about. Valiant really not doing a whole lot this week. Uh, Harbinger Wars has been coming out. Exo Man War. All those things are really good. I love Valiant books, but doesn't look like I'm getting that fixed this week, folks. Doesn't look like I'm getting that fixed. That's pretty much going to do it for all the comics on the shelves. Those are the ones I would recommend. And we covered all the big stories for the week. My voice, as you can tell, is uh, is getting tired. I can talk about comics for hours, but uh, not without some, <laughs> some ramifications, unfortunately. Uh, next week, Joe will be back with us. Everything will be back to normal, finally. We've had a, a couple of weeks. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for listening. Joe's back uh, next week. I'm back next week. Uh, the store's back next week, and hopefully we have no more wedding issues to, <laughs> to talk about for a long time. I'm, uh, no more wedding. I'm tired of it. No, don't do it. Please, I beg of you. I'm tired, and if you are going to do it, just let the wedding actually happen, or don't call it a wedding issue. Call it a non-wedding issue. Uh, put it in a black... Do something. Do something. Just don't... Just don't waste our time. And our money. Please, just don't... Was the side miniseries necessary for the Batman prelude to the... Was that necessary? 
no, it was a cash grab, and congratulations, you got the cash, and you made me angry in the process, so yay, I guess. And Justice League Odyssey delayed two months because editorial. That was our other big story. Characters in there, it's not supposed to be. Got to redraw the whole first two issues. So that's that's good. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like I was looking forward to seeing Darkseid in the Justice League or anything. So now it's going to wait a couple more months while the whole thing gets redrawn. So also yay. Alright, that's going to do it for Download Required. I'm out of breath, I'm out of thoughts, I'm out of time. And we will see you all next week back at Carnation City Comics. Thank you for listening. Leave your comments on the Download Required uh, Facebook page. Just like it, it's spelled just like it sounds. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's uh, at Download Required. There's no E in the, requ- the second required. Or there's only one E. I don't know right now, folks. My brain is really scrambled. I've been... Usually, with someone else on the show, you can kind of you can kind of throw it to them for a little bit. But when you're trying to do all the thoughts yourself for like an hour, it gets to be pretty draining. And I'm at that spot. It's download and then required R E Q U I R D, and that's on Twitter, all one word. You can follow us there. Questions, uh, comments, complaints, whatever you have, you can leave it there. You can leave it on the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, all the updates will be there. If there are any, if it's quiet, that's good news. That means stuff's coming as scheduled. I usually only tweet or post stuff if a show is out or if it's not coming. Or if I know in advance it's not coming. So it's not like we're going to be blowing up your Twitter, blowing up your Facebook with a, with a bunch of updates. We try to use that uh, sparingly and judiciously, but we do encourage you to leave comments and questions or Whatever you have for us. So that's that's a lot of fun. Alright, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. This has been Cliff Hickman for Download Required, the Cant Repository, and Carnation City Comics. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.